0: Hello. Hey, Merlin. How are you? Good afternoon, Dan. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. After all these years, I still don't really know how to talk.
1: No? What, yeah. Which part of it's hard?
0: Well, you know, you do that thing. Sometimes a person does that thing where, like, you give kind of a rote response that is not apropos of what the other person is asking.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yes.
0: <laughs> Yo, toe. Um... But it's good. It's Tuesday. It's a crisp, uh, delicious day here. It's like, a, it's like an apple or a day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What else is new?
1: Nothing. Nothing.
0: Hmm. Nothing. i trying to think what else is new here. I got a new weather station I'm excited about. Uh,
1: Did you have an old it. weather station? Was that? Did you have an old weather station?
0: Well, I used to have a sensor Outside that would say like what the temperature and humidity were, but for a, a challenge-based podcast I do, um, we had a challenge involving the weather. So I have a really baller new weather station. It's very cool. It's you know you get a, get to a certain age in life and you just like like knowing what the dew point is.
1: What uh, which one did you get?
0: <laughs> I can't tell. So I'll oh, tell you next
1: week. Okay, because t- uh, it's we for the show. Yet. We haven't recorded
0: the show yet. Okay, but, okay,
1: but you'll you'll but I'm reveal it after. A lot.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm learning about weather and uh, there's a lot of stuff in weather that's very strange. I've been trying to figure out what dew point means and it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, like when you have a, a forecast, I think most adults understand that when there's a forecast, there's a couple things. I don't think we were taught this as kids that most people I think know now. So when they say there is a 20% chance of rain, I believe this is correct. You say, okay, for your area, there's a 20% chance of rain. And what they mean is over, number one, over this given area in square you know, miles or whatever, over this period of time, number two, there's a 20% chance it'll rain somewhere. And you get used to that. So then you've got like rainfall, you've got rain accumulation, you've got a rain prediction, but then you've got the dew point. The dew point is, is, I should talk about this on the other show, but the dew point is very troubling to me. Because the dew point is like, if it were this temperature, there'd be dew. In order to get dew, you can also have a frost point. To get a dew point, it would have to be this temperature in these conditions. It's more like, hey, just heads up. There's no dew, but if it were this temperature, you might have dew. Very strange. People talk about the dew point like it's very important.
1: Uh, well, it is, and I think it relates closely to relative humidity as well um, as far as understanding both. I think you kind of need to understand both because there's, there's a difference between, like, a high dew point and a high relative humidity, because both mm-hmm. are an indication of how humid the air feels.
0: The dew point is the te- – this is from the internet science site. <clears throat> the dew point is the temperature to which air must be cooled to become saturated with water vapor. When further cooled, the airborne water vapor will condense to form liquid water, a.k.a. dew. That's the dew point. hmm Which is strange. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, you know, like, uh, like the license plate on, uh, on Abbey road, you know, 26. If it's like saying, well, if it were this condition, you'd have dew, but you got no dew because it's not that temperature, but just heads up. That's what it would be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Avogadro's law and nucleation. I'm going to re I'm going to learn about weather. Anyway, that's really all. Um, but everything's going fine. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is new. I've got a few things to talk about this week. I uh, wish we you do some quick up. Uh, we got a little bit of feedback about potential solutions to Cash's iPad backup problem. Yeah, yeah. Has
1: anything worked? No, no. Because I, uh, it's what I what I would need, and the only thing that will work. Uh, one one suggestion was there's software you can use that allows you to like get potentially get access to some of the apps data that's on the iPad. What I want to be clear about is that file is gone. The file isn't, it's not on the iPad. It was in the cloud and it has been replaced. And so, overwritten. Overwritten. Now, if it was on something like Dropbox, I would say no big deal. Dropbox allows you to, with great ease, I might add, um, uh, through the web interface, is how I'm familiar with doing it, very, very easily roll back to a previous version of almost any file. And I don't know how, how many revisions it goes back, but uh, it might be unlimited or at least it's a very long time.
0: I feel like at one point it was unlimited. And then I feel also like at one point for premium accounts, they made it like 30 days or something, but you'd have to check me
1: on that. Right. And this would have been (laughs) going back in time, a couple days, a day, two days and grabbing whatever that file was and saying this, that's the file I want. Put it where the other one is done. Um, but uh, I don't believe that something... There's two problems with this being in iCloud. And this is an interesting thing about the way that iCloud works is you can't get... Uh, and please tell me if I'm wrong. You can't get to data that's in your iCloud account in especially or, or certainly for iOS because of the way that that sandboxing works in iOS. What that means is If you have an application and it is on iOS and it is saving its data to iCloud, backing up its data or saving its files or whatever it's doing, the only way, the only thing that can get access to that data is, again, please tell me. I want to be wrong about this Mm -hmm. because if I'm wrong, it means there's hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my understanding is only that application itself can access that data. Uh, and that no other applications allow you to pry into that data. So, if you have a Pages document, maybe this is a bad example. If you have a Pages document, you can't get into the that store of page document pages documents where they live unless you're using Pages on an iOS device. That's like
0: it, an RT, like an RTF in text edit.
1: That's right. That if even if, though there
0: are other apps that could read that format, it might not have access to that. Um, what do they call that?
1: sandbox or that um, yeah, yeah, area right. of the save. So so it's not like uh, with Dropbox or or some of the stuff that they that, that like Google Drive might let you do or something like that where you can say no no problem that's just a folder inside of another folder and here it is and I can just get to that data there doesn't seem to be a way to do that and of course it wouldn't even matter if that file had been replaced anyway because again to my knowledge even if I could get access to those files on iCloud, I don't believe that they have that rollback feature that Dropbox and other, other sites seem to have. So I'm pretty sure it's just gone at this point. Oh, I'm, I'm not, God. yeah, he's, he's all right with it. I mean, he hasn't talked about it since. So, uh, but you know, I mean, it, I would like to know if it was recoverable and I'd also like to know if, in case something like this ever happens again, because something like this did happen before, uh, like th- two or three years ago, uh, he lost in as a very similar scenario, um, but it wasn't. It didn't involve an iPad transfer. It involved something else. I can't remember. But he lost everything from like Infinity Blade two or three or something like that through a very similar kind of a mishap. So this, I, and I'm I'm sure that we're not the only person that this has happened to. I'm sure. No, it's, the it's jackals happened at that before. company should reach out to you. You should be reached out well. on too. Anyway, it's probably gone. It's not a huge deal, but it's it certainly shows the frustration. And this is one of the reasons why I use something like Dropbox or Google Drive or, or a combination of the two uh, and would never consider using iCloud for something just because it is so separated and segmented and, and to be honest, un, unreliable. It's not unreliable in the sense of like, my file just disappeared, but I want to know that if if I want to, pull a file back that I can do it. If I want an yeah. archive of that file, I can get it. Like why, why is that something that they don't offer? I know it's, it's doable because Dropbox is doing it and other companies are doing it. In fact, almost all of the other ones are doing it, saving previous, previous revisions and allowing them to be accessible to you. And sure. I get that, that, you know, Apple wants to make things just work and make it be easy and keep everything separate. And I understand that there's, very good security reasons as to why uh, you know, one application maybe shouldn't have access to another applications, separated data. Like that makes sense too. But what about the time when I want it to, you know, it's, it's different to say, well, there's a hacker doing it or there's an, an unscrupulous application, but like, what if it's really me? And that's, this is a big problem we have with computers in general and why we need password managers because like I'm sitting in front of the computer it's really me who's sitting here and I just want to log into I don't, this website. I don't think that's, you know?
0: don't think that's it, probably. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about a week or two ago, I had that razor about anytime you don't understand what's happening in, uh, like, with a social media company, it's probably a result of need to grow and having mm-hmm. limited resources. Mm-hmm. right? And I, I don't think it's so different for Apple. I mean, what ends up becoming the focus is where they see growth and where they want to apply resources. So, I mean... F- I guess it's our weekly time to yell at Apple. But think about, like, for how long, when you had iDisk or whatever, like, oh, you want to share your your um, iWork files? No problem. Just go to this website and upload it. Like, and then you, you feel like such a caveman doing that. <laughs> and eventually, you know, now we know, you know, the files functionality on iCloud is pretty good. Um, but also just think about, like, I mean, is is there anybody at this point who isn't just physically allergic to Google, that's not using Google Docs, would they prefer, really prefer to be using the suite of Apple online mail and calendar tools? I mean, when's the last time you went to iCloud.com to like go look at your calendar? Like, well, no, I mean, never, I think. I think. It's not fun. It's not fun to use that weird flimsy web interface for the terrible mail.app. App. <laughs> right. It's right. just not fun. I mean, they could choose to put resources into that stuff. I think they would put resources into that stuff long before they would put something into something as complex as version having multiple versions and snapshots, building the interface for that, having the storage for all of that. They're already so stingy with storage. Oh yeah. Oh, they've it's they've crazy. gotten better. They've gotten better, but it's still, it's, it's sort of like, you know, when they were, I don't know if they're even still selling those eight gig phones, but when you could get like an eight gig device and like, <laughs> even with basic usage, you still wouldn't be able to do a system update yes, on it. Yes. An iOS update.
1: It's crazy.
0: Or, or the like, what do they give you like some like five gigs of space for free on iCloud, like just ridiculous stuff where like if anybody were to actually use that, they would pretty quickly just be super frustrated and think it's a jam up.
1: Yeah, but, I you know, but, but, but not, not to interrupt what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, like, it's just super frustrating that I can't even get to that data. Like, we did, think of it like this, we did everything right. We had an encrypted backup of the iPad on, on a computer, and we restored it the way that we're supposed to restore it. It downloaded all the apps from the cloud. He launched the app, and it overwrote the file, and now there's no way to get it back. Like... If you were for
0: the sake of argument to restore that, if you assuming you still have the image,
1: I do. So if you were to, uh, if you had
0: an extra device and were to restore that, would you be able to zip in and and update the cloud version with the correct
1: one? This is the one thing that I've considered doing because I still do have that backup on my computer. What I what I would have to do is I would have to um, first of all I would have to either turn off the Wi-Fi in my house. Or uh, or something because this downloading of that file seemed to happen like before the app was launched. So I would need to make sure that at the very least, once the uh, iPad was restored, that it had no internet access. And then I would have to launch the game, get into the game without internet enabled on it, turn off the um, autosave feature, turn the internet back on. And then, again, attempt to uh, download the the cloud save. But by now, the cloud save is gone. So would it overwrite what was on the the local one? Because that's kind of what happened before. Like, it restarted the game and overwrote what was on the local version. You know, that's the whole thing is, like, if I feel like there's no way for, like, a backup of the iPad, in this case, for at least one of the apps wasn't a backup of anything and it didn't matter. Um, cause the, cause the cloud was the truth. Cause the cloud was the truth. And in this case it overwrote the cloud. So I don't know. I, I'm anyway, I'm, I'm done worrying about it. I'm not even going to try to mess with it. He doesn't right. seem to worry too much, but this is just one of these little problems that we've run into because, you know, we can't, we can't truly control uh, how iCloud is storing our data. We can't really do it. Like if I wanted to copy everything on my Dropbox, every application save file everything that i use dropbox for like it's a folder i can just drag and 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 right click and copy it to the desktop or copy it to an external drive or whatever i want to do it's all right there i can make backups of that and i do make backups of that uh, all the time and i but i can't do that with icloud at all i can't i can't do it i mean because those certain aspects of what icloud is doing um is uh, they're sandboxed away in up up somewhere that I can't get to, and that's that can be frustrating.
0: Yeah, yeah. I needed. Um, I was trying to find something. Um, it turned out I did actually have it locally, but I thought I, I was pretty sure the only place I could find this thing would be on Backblaze. And it was. I mean, back, Backblaze is a really good service, and I'm glad it's there. I think one thing that almost all of those services have in common is that it's a great way to fall back and like. Like hit a button and have it poop out your entire corpus as a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not as strictly easy to go and find one particular file from a particular time. Like you say, Dropbox does that pretty well. But I'm just thinking about the funny—I don't know of a better word than evolution—but the evolution of media, how we store it, like you know, what the media is to begin with. Like it used to be, you'd have, in our case, like floppy disks, and you would your. OS like you know system 6 would be running on one of the disks in your mac uh floppy disk and then you'd have additional floppy disks for your applications and your um documents and everything and then you know we, eventually if you had the dough you got a hard drive you know and then uh, then like zip and jazz disks came along and then, so now you've got this problem of you've got this stuff in all these different places. But then, to the rescue, there was an, I forget the name of the exact app, but there was a really cool, there was, might have actually been one that was made by, oh God, who was the jazz company? What were they called? The Zip and Jazz Company. Oh, yeah. Uh, I,
1: um, I-O, I-O – I-O, I-O Gear? I O Wear? I Omega.
0: I Omega. Yeah. They might have even had an app like this, but there were a variety. I think these are still around today. But there was, it was called something like Disk Cataloger, and it was the <laughs> coolest thing. I used this all the time in my old job because I would have to go and find, and if I, I would need to find files in various very strange ways. Like you know, the classic example would be I did a lot of courtroom exhibits, and so. For one, there was a standard set, fairly standard set of uh, graphics that we would use to explain what toxicology was and the history of toxicology. How do you explain the difference between um, exposure and dose? There's all this stuff that every expert witness we helped prepare for like needed this same basic set and we changed it up a little bit, but I might need those, but then you know, I also might need. This one guy in Colorado who was one of our main expert witnesses, and he had these certain graphics a certain way with certain different information. I might need to get those. I might also need to get what that doctor in Colorado had testified to two years earlier in this case, and I might need to get to that specifically, Mm -hmm. right? Do you follow? Yeah. And so it became really uh, critical to me to have this like a disc cataloging app. So what you would do is you'd run this app, and like I said, I think these still exist today, but the way it used to be is you'd run this app. And you pop in your zip or your your zip or your jazz or your floppies or whatever it was. It could even, I guess, it could be a full you know external hard drive. I don't know, but it, but mostly it was you know ejectable media that I was using. And it would sweep through the entire contents of that um, media and put it into a catalog, such that you would now have like if you have if it was like zip disk, whatever zip disk uh, October nineteen ninety eight or whatever that would now be searchable locally, even if that disc were not inserted and it was the coolest thing. So you could just spend an afternoon cataloging the contents of all of your discs. And as long as they were named correctly, you know, you could find them, but it was the greatest thing. Like it kind of felt a little like magic (laughs) because even though, I mean, so, so think about like, we're talking about caveman stuff. You've got all this stuff on, on media um but it was really great to be able to and i think i did this with our photo disc library like I, I would be able to go and like do this search and it would show all the results across all the different media and then the neat part was when you double clicked on it it would prompt you to stick in the disc that would then be able to pull that up so it was something i guess a little bit like not i guess aliases almost but like it, it wasn't the con the full like literal contents but it indexed all of those right things. did you ever use an app like this Ah, uh, never no. Oh, it was the greatest thing. Whether was, you know, it was great for text files, but it was especially great for graphics, and because you didn't want to have all this stuff on your you know eighty meg hard drive or whatever it was, and so that became a great way to do that. But th- I'm talking here that was ni- like the '90s, basically, like say like 1991 through about let's say 1999. I was using stuff like that quite a lot, and what is that? That's 20 years ago. Right, That's over 20 years ago, and that it gave me so much control and confidence in my data. Right. And now today, I've said this before, but I've got arrays of naked hard drives, four drives with a rubber band around it, and I'm not sure which. Same, same. I'm not sure which that's from. I don't know if that has the original versions of all my Flip movies on it. I would have to go through, and of course now I'm I'm thinking like that's volatile. If I put that in and I put in the wrong array of stuff into my Drobo, my old Drobo, like am I gonna clobber anything? It's just funny. It's like, so that I say evolution because now, gosh, it's so great to be able to have stuff like, like just a minute ago, I turned off Time Machine because Time Machine was starting to do its backup that it does. That's great. I've got Time Machine working again. It's working really well, and it's fine, and I check it periodically. i got Backblaze. I've set Backblaze to start running basically you know, after I'm out of the office. It doesn't interfere with what I'm doing at the office. That's great. You've got Dropbox. That's all great. But the more of those sources that we get – with a certain amount of known good stuff on it, the more difficult it becomes to know like where this version of that thing was. Right. And I don't know. I don't have anybody to blame but myself. I don't. I don't have anything like this Cataloger today. But if I had to set, go and find the thing we shot on the flip video the first time my daughter walked in that hotel in Las Vegas, I'm not sure exactly where I would find that right now because it ain't right. on my drive. Yeah. I'm going to have to start plowing through all those Drobos. But then I feel like you're, the point I'm trying to get back to with you here is like I feel like that goes double than when you get into the cloud you know, big time. Dropbox is pretty good at that. One problem with – this is not a Dropbox problem, but one problem with Dropbox apps uh, – I don't want to name any names, but your Dropbox could be running like a top. Everything's fine. Everything's up to date. you got no conflicted files. Everything's good. And then there are certain apps that I've experienced on iOS where you launch it and it goes, whoop, guess we'll go back to this version of that. And so, like, whatever was on the iOS device replaces, like, my 2000 text files. And Uh it's like, oh, geez. Then you get into this tricky thing, which is like, okay, Dropbox is real good uh, if you know the incantation. You can go in and, like... I think the way this is intended to work is you've got a folder that you share with Sue and Sue deleted a file. Oh, boo. Let me go into the Dropbox site. I go into our shared folder and I say show deleted files. Oh, and there's the file that Sue deleted. That's no problem. And I click to restore it and yay, we're all good. Yeah, try that with a few thousand files. <sighs> and which version is that deleted when? Right, and right. the sorting is somewhat limited with stuff like that. And now you're using a, you know, using a web app to do this, which is usually not ideal you know if you've ever tried to go and do large amounts of stuff in something like your amazon content area that's it's still so archaic but i don't know and and the re, the result of all of that is is you i find i get a certain amount of like there's nervous energy about how that stuff is going in general nervous energy can then lead to a little bit of anxiety for me like right. how do i know if all these backups are working how do i know if i can find it and then there's the panic of, oh, my God, This just overwrote Cash's game in the cloud. (laughs) What do we do? Right. And then maybe you get mad a little bit, but then you arrive at resignation, which is like, well, maybe I was just never supposed to have that Led Zeppelin bootleg that iTunes decided (laughs) to get rid of for some (laughs) reason. Right, right. It still thinks that the version of Everlong on the color and the shape is a live acoustic version that I got separately. I can't get regular Apple iTunes to not play that It's just all this this kind of stuff, and it's like, well, opacity. What are you going to do? How do I how do I change that? Do I delete that? And then you know, knowing that, as soon as you start fiddling with something like that, now you you're risking breaking even more stuff. And then, like I say, you eventually arrive at like, well, I guess that's the
1: way it goes, right? And it's basically not a not a good feeling. No, yeah, right. But you know, I mean, it's it's um, I understand. Uh, I understand why. It is the way that it is. It's just not. It just you know. You, it sometimes winds up being frustrating.
0: I totally agree. And um, the episode of Reconcilable Differences that Syracuse and I recorded last night—spoilers—we uh, ended up talking about the new um, UI and functionality for Google Calendar. Uh, spoiler two: neither of us love it. <laughs> but you know, they initially launched it as like, "Hey, sneak peek, go see what the new Google Calendar UI is like." And they've they've really changed the way that like the week and month view look. But they've also changed like how the detail page works, where I used to feel so confident about being able to tab through that interface to get from, I counted it last night, to get from add title to location, the location field with tab, 19 clicks. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I guess I just use the mouse. Like that's how that goes. But it's like, well, that's what it is now. That's, that's, this is my app now. So yeah, go get a third party app. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But like, you know, that's, but like in the case, in that case though, there's a lot of like kind of silly, dumb, nerdy stuff that, for example, Google calendar and calendar for Mac OS both want to keep out of your way, which is fine. I get that. They, they, they want to make this cleaner, more opened up. You know, give it, give it a cool white look and there's not too much stuff cluttering. Of course, now you've got terrible information density. Yeah. It's just not using the space efficiently, whatever. But I guess maybe, maybe their testing shows that people don't want all of that stuff under the hood that I right. actually really like. Right. You know, I'm a weirdo. I attach documents to Google calendar events. Isn't that strange? I always want to go to the note fields because notes field, because that's where I type what the agenda is. Notes field in the tab index is the last thing on the page. And so like we've talked about in this recording last night, you know, for example, that what they want you to do. So if you, the tab index works like this, you start with the ad title, your focal in the title, this, uh, event field, and it's the whole Google, you know, um, language. So it's got the blue underline to show you that you're in this field, you click tab once and that takes you over to the save button. So what they clearly, what they want you to do or what they think you will do is name an event and hit save. And, like, so that's good because it's convenient, but it's also interesting because, like, is that going to build the pattern or the habit that is healthy for one using a calendar? Like, you know, hiding the functionality or moving the functionality in the tab tab index, like, way down the page. I don't know. I I just think it's interesting how, like, further to evolution, it's interesting how our own interest or engagement with these apps gets managed or modulated by how they change Where like right. itunes has taught me just not to care about music much anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was how I, it's how i it's how i was how i get music and guess what now i want apple music and if it's not there it's like i guess i won't listen to it you know and that boy, that's a very strange situation for me it, obviously it's not entirely because of itunes but like i'm certainly not going to invest a lot of time in doing good metadata anymore like what's the point technology changes us dan it, it changes does. us.
1: It's weird to think about how you get used to doing something a certain way, and then the software changes around it, and then the entire way that you interact with that thing. Like, I think your iTunes example is like the perfect example because, like, you went from having this big library of maybe vinyl or maybe tapes or maybe then CDs, right? And, like, you could play whatever you wanted. And then you're like, well, now I want to listen to everything on the computer because I have an iPod and I want to, you know, I want to get the get the music on the go. So you'd mm-hmm. have to, I remember sitting there one time taking all of my CDs one by one and just ripping them. And it took so long and it used so much of my meager hard drive space. You know what I mean? And it was mm-hmm. so frustrating. And I was like okay, no, but I've got to do this. Cause like, I've got to move forward. Like, this is the way to be, you know? And like, if I couldn't, and then there was that whole question of like, and we, I think, I think there were that remember a long time ago when you were talking about the software that you got to like make your iTunes metadata better.
0: Yeah. Uh, Music
1: brains, Picard that. Thank you. Um, and like, you know, well, do I rip every song? Do I just rip the ones that I like to try and save space? And and but it was like well if it wasn't in my iTunes, yeah I wouldn't I wasn't listening to it. And now that's kind of ha- you know Spotify is my app of choice, and it's like if mm-hmm. I if it's not in Spotify, like well I guess you know we can't hear it. Like I really want to hear the English version of uh, Major Tom, but like that's not in Spotify, so I guess I can't hear that song ever. Can't play it for the kids, you know, like it's it's just gone. Man. It's gone. To the world, and so, and
0: so what's the, what's the solution there? I mean, for me, I'm on that Apple Music, and mostly pretty satisfied with Apple Music. I'm astonished by what is there so quickly. I don't know how anybody makes money doing music anymore. No, it
1: doesn't make like, sense. You know,
0: new Superchunk. Oh, it's it's up. Like it's there. Like that. Wow. Okay, that's great. Uh, Sloan. Like oh, there's a new Sloan. There it is. Um, but like, I guess I could go all in on Spotify. If I go all in on Spotify, though, can I play on multiple devices? Is there any way to play music on multiple devices,
1: like in your in in your house, like a Sonos situation?
0: But I think you need a premium Amazon Music account. There's there's an Amazon account that you can get that is tied to one particular uh, Echo in your house. Um, But you know, so we've got Sonos, we've got Apple TV, we've got uh, the Echo family of products. Like, is there one answer to all of those? I mean, Spotify is probably the closest. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, (laughs) so. What do I get? I get like three or four different music services I kind of care about. You know, it's like I don't know. It's strange, but I mean, you know. With that said, I should I should give props to the fact that like it is insane that you can just talk into the air and like just have music play. It is pretty amazing.
1: It really is, and you know, this is this is absolutely. The best I think we've ever had it as far as like I pay what how much is Spotify ten bucks a month I don't remember
0: it's it's a little more than the price and I have every
1: every song with that except for Major Tom in English I have every song I've ever (laughs) wanted to hear
0: and that's for the price with tax probably it's pretty close to what you paid for an album in the eighties one album the Camelot music it was eight sixty nine for an album plus tax so I mean that's that's pretty bananas when you think about it. And it's all just right there,
1: and you know what? I should give Spotify another try. I really should. When? How? What have you been? You been on Apple uh, Music?
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, it's swell. But like, we, um, I think my wife, I think she has the premium Spotify. Spotify is definitely her um, thing of choice, but everybody talks. The thing that sounds so, so neat about Spotify is everybody, like pretty much to a person, says it's really good at suggesting music and at doing that those weekly suggestions or putting stuff in that you know you like. Which my daughter has wrecked my recommendations. In oh yeah, music. It's all like pretty teen girls songs now. I don't know how it arrived at that, but like <laughs> listening to The Greatest Showman over and over and over. <laughs> That's Ruined my recommendations. Yeah. All she listens to is like you know, she listens to that. She listens to Jonathan Colton a lot, but like, and that's fine. I can handle that. But yeah, I should try Spotify. I'm gonna put that on my list in tick, tick
1: I don't. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. listen to a whole lot of music. Most of the music that I listen to is when I'm in the car, which is the only time I'm really in the car is when I'm driving the kids like to school. And mm-hmm. uh, so all of my recommendations, which I guess were good because I used to listen. to more or something um now it's it's really just the stuff that the kids want to hear in when we're driving um and and so like you said like it's it's become very weird because like i don't necessarily want to listen to like moana all the time but they want to hear it so now there's a lot of that but it's the same thing like finally finally my youngest uh is she's starting to um when she uses netflix to we made her her own little profile she's finally starting to use her own profile so i'm getting a lot less of like you know pony related um you know stuff my daughter's
0: adamant about that on hulu she always has to go to her profile for her stuff we do that for netflix too oh i had the best thing happen i want to start writing down all the times that my daughter delights me She delights me a lot, but she had one last week. She's in a good mood. She's very lovey, like in just like a good kid mood. And mom was going to be coming home soon. And she said, she said, do you, do you want to help me clean my room and listen to Queen? And I said, yes. And yes, thank you. Thank you. You're the best kid in the world. (laughs) Can anybody find me? She likes Queen,
1: you know? That's, that's great.
0: Can anybody find me someone to love? You know what I'm saying? Find me somebody to love. Find me.
1: Anyways,
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I will perform Queen's triple greatest hits album all the way through. Is this the real life? Dan. Yes. We have stuff to talk about, but before we proceed uh, into that, is there anything that you uh, would like to tell me about? I would love it. something
1: that you like. There is something I like, and the thing that I like is called FreshBooks. FreshBooks! And, you know, FreshBooks as a company, I think they appeal a lot to freelancers, um, people who are working independently, people who do a lot of work for clients. But it's not just freelancers. It's, it's any kind of business where you have to invoice a lot of people, and you care about getting paid. Uh, that's what it really comes down to. FreshBooks has made uh, ridiculously easy to use what they call cloud accounting software. It's really for anybody who wants to simplify tasks that they generally don't like doing. Because uh, most of us are not accountants and bookkeepers. And uh, and those tasks can be kind of tedious. But they're really important. Like Getting paid is really important, especially if you're a small business or a freelancer. Uh, and
0: not be- having to run around and beg and And bug and done
1: done people, like, please, 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 and
0: reminding and like, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to bug and nobody wants to be bugged. You just want to move on and do your work.
1: That's right. And this is what they do by simplifying the stuff that you need to do. That's kind of boring, like invoicing or tracking expenses. But there's a lot more than that. I mean, you can get paid online with FreshBooks. And I remember when I was first starting out with 5 by 5 it was all just paper checks. Like that was the only way that I was ever getting paid for anything it's like you would invoice and then you would wait and then hopefully oh, the checks in the mail. And like Mm -hmm. you would hope that the check would be in the mail and it would eventually reach to you. And uh, FreshBooks just makes all of that so much easier because they allow you to get paid online in like three clicks. And you can do that through PayPal. You can do that through, doesn't matter because they can accept credit cards on your behalf. Like it's, it's genius. And for a small business, when you're just getting started, if you have a client who's like, Uh, You know, if I can't just use my corporate credit card, then I have to like get a PO and that's going to take 60 to 90 days and you're like struggling to pay your rent. This just makes it so much better and so much easier. And that's what they're all about, reducing the time that it takes for, I think, over 10 million people to deal with paperwork and and to get paid. And so they're all about saving time and making it easy. And they made a special URL that will save you time and make it easy to get started at freshbooks.com slash back to work and you enter the code back to work in the how did you hear about us section, and uh, you can go and get an unrestricted 30-day free trial. You can do everything. It's not like it's a dumbed-down version of the app. It's the full app, you get to do everything. And keep in mind, two clicks, and you can set yourself up to receive payments online. There's this great projects feature where you can share files and messages with your clients. You get really cool insight so that when you email a client an invoice, it'll show you, FreshBooks will show you whether or not they've seen it, so, there's a guessing games are gone. They've got amazing support with real human beings uh, who answer the phone in like three rings or less, and tons of great features. Too many to name here. Just go check it out for yourself. Unrestricted 30 day free trial. Freshbooks.com slash back to work. And please enter back to work in the how did you hear about us section. Thanks, Freshbooks.
0: Thanks, Freshbooks. Buck, buck. So many little bits and bobs of stuff that are so annoying to do that they help you with. What a good company.
1: And there, you know, we can't, no company is perfect. I mean, they are in Canada. Um, mm, but why'd you have to say I that? Mean, I just, you know, it, we're about disclosure here on the show. I guess so.
0: Um, do you want to do some uh, boring old school pound sign productivity talk? Yes. <laughs> Duh. I just got premium Spotify. Oh, they've got the one password. Look at that. And now I'm clicking. And now I have the Spotify uh, updated terms Oh, notifications. All right. Hot country brain food. Rock this. I'm hmm. going to close that and put it away. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, last week, how did this start? This started last week when you told me about an app you were trying called TickTick. That's right. And what did you tell me?
1: I said Tick is the new to do app that I'm using. That's right. And it's cross-platform, and uh, you can do shift-command-a, and it'll pop up a little thing, and you can type your to-do, and that's the killer feature. That summarizes the 30-minute conversation we had about it.
0: That's really all you need to say. That's it. Yeah, and it's funny because it came on the heels of me uh, having this week-long rant about uh, productivity stuff, some old-school productivity ranting. Um, and uh, But you know what? I've been playing with it for a week, and I think it's pretty good. I, um, it's, I, I really, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I wanted to talk about that with you. This is not to recommend this. I'm not saying go use this app. But I did want to talk about what appeals to me about this. So are you using this day-to-day?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess, all the time.
0: You're using it like pretty often?
1: Yeah, all, all through the day. And you're
0: non-premium, right?
1: I am non-premium
0: right now. I signed up for the premium to do the Siri stuff. Um, the Siri stuff is... is Okay, like anything that's not a straight up, directly supported uh, Siri thing, it's it's not perfect, but it is kind of cool that you can do Siri straight into the app, or you could send it to a reminders list for import. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but one thing I did was I, I went with, with if to 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 I remapped my Amazon Echo list, my to do list on. The Echo now syncs with the Tick-Tick reminders list so I can shout into the air. There's not an Alexa skill uh, for TickTick, which kind of surprised me. But um, anyway, that was kind of the fish food that brought me in. But I wanted to talk about what I, what, why I think this is uh, an interesting uh, kind of appealing app. This is This is a fairly young app. It feels like it's kind of a young app.
1: I think that it is. You know, it's probably worth. I mean, I never heard about it till last week. No, I don't and really I follow I, the trades. <laughs> Look at that, it's two point one. Yeah, Look at that. But that doesn't tell you how long it's been around. Um, yeah, I, I don't hear know. hear everybody
0: talking about. You hear about Todoist. You hear about OmniFocus. My God, you hear about <laughs> Things three. Yikes, um, you sure hear about it a lot. But I had not heard about this app till till uh, last week. Well,
1: um, and you've been using it for what, like a week or two? Yeah, only only maybe a couple weeks before we talked about it on the show and it's um, you know, it, it's something that's, it's consistently been good so far over the last, I guess, two, three weeks that I've been using it. I, I like it. I haven't found any complaints about it and that's a good thing. Um, but it, like I said, I haven't upgraded to the premium. The the main way that I was thinking that the main reason I was thinking about maybe upgrading to the premium uh, is because you get to do a bit more with count. Cal- There's my little alert uh, with calendaring. Um, like if I try to go to the like the month yeah. uh view or change the right. calendar view in the app, it'll say, "Oh, you get the monthly calendar view if you upgrade now, and the way that they upgrade is not with a one time purchase, it's with a subscription that can be billed either monthly or uh or yearly mm-hmm. uh and so, depending on what you are comfortable with and you know and 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 everything I think the apps that are gonna be sticking around for the long term have kind of adopted that yearly, uh, or or I think at it's, I think it's smart model. and totally,
0: totally understandable.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that. And like, you know, Dark Sky, that's how I think they do it now, too. Um, where you basically... I think Carrot,
0: Carrot does that, too.
1: Right. And I'm, you know, I think that's smart. Um, you know, that, that makes sense, because for the longest time, applications, when they came out, there was like, you know, you, you buy one version, and then people expect the upgrade. And there's a lot of people who've written really smart articles about this. I think the uh, tap bots guys um, had an interesting thing about it where, you know, people like you and I who are like, this is a great app, please, you know, let me pay you more. Right. I don't, I feel, I almost feel bad that I bought this one version like five years ago for $3 and I'm yeah, make,
0: make me buy this once, make everybody <laughs> buy this once a year. <laughs> right. I would
1: be fine with that. And, and so that's how I look at it with, you know, with, um, uh, with, with tick, tick in the sense of like, okay, you're basically saying uh, we're coming out with a new version every year, and it's it's really not that expensive. It's um I think it's three bucks a month or twenty yeah twenty seven ninety nine a year. You know, is it worth thirty dollars? Well, I mean, I think it's probably How much do you make an hour, right? I mean, I think it's worth thirty dollars if it helps you. If it's something that you're going to now have, and it's not just like you're buying the app, you're buying the service that's going to work on your desktop, on your phones, and it on your tablets. As the,
0: they say here, are between eleven platforms, right.
1: That's pretty cool. Uh,
0: it does. It does sync. So, so what is this thing? It is a task management app in the tradition of stuff like <clears throat> OmniFocus and things. And I think, um, I mean, again, I'm, I'm treating like this is m- younger, maybe than it actually is. But it feels the reason I keep mentioning that is that it's very surprisingly uh, not feature complete, but like there's a lot of stuff in here. But part of the reason I really like it is you don't have to use, as with any you know, good app, there's lots of power, but you don't have to use all of it. So one reason this appealed to me, apart from the Siri stuff, was taking what I have been doing in Task Paper and doing it here, where, like again, I think this is how things work. But like in the side, you've got like stuff today, tomorrow, next seven days, calendar, inbox. Uh, calendar subscription, if you choose to. With the premium, you can subscribe to your Google calendars, your local calendars, or whatever. You can get these crazy smart lists with these. You can do these nutty Booleans and filters to create things that are sort of like perspectives in OmniFocus. You could choose to have time duration for your things, like how long will this take to do, and you get the Siri. That's all with premium. But, I mean, it's, I, it appeals to me because there are lots of bells and whistles, but you don't have to use them. You could play with them. You could do whatever. Right. But it does, and you know this is not unique, but it does a couple things just real, real well. So I would say this is probably not for somebody who has – who needs 50 different well-delineated projects with 20 different contexts. Their version of that is a little bit of a hack. They're not a huge hack, but it doesn't scale super well. It's not like OmniFocus. So like they have what are called lists. So in my case, I have a list called errands. I have a list called house. I have a list called office, stuff like that, buy online, stuff like that. And then you can have tags, which basically you just do a hashtag anywhere in the title or the description or wherever you just, I I say pound sign B2W, and that now makes it part of that. I just did that for the very first time today. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really have any use for it. Not, it's not that I don't have a use for it, but like, one, like I've sort of been hinting at or saying overtly is I want to move more in the direction of not needing all this stuff. I don't want the distraction of that. I don't want the attractive nuisance of doing all this stuff. It's neat that it's all in here, but really I can get by pretty well by just looking at stuff I need to do today. And I only do it really in a couple places. I don't have that many places I need to go. If I need reminders uh, that are location-based, this will handle that, but I also just mostly prefer to do that in the Reminders app where I can have a lot of granularity and remind me about this when I'm there. right? But it's very straightforward. So you get an inbox, and when you type stuff, you know, you get a field where it's real quick to, like, you know, rocket through creating a bunch of these. And it has a smart date and time parsing that works pretty great. So, like, if you go into, say, inbox, and you're going to want to create a new thing. Let's say, I want to say, um, let's see, uh, call Dan every Tuesday at 11 a.m. So, right, call Dan every Tuesday at 11 a.m. And every Tuesday at 11 a.m., the text has turned blue, which is telling me, hey, guess, I, I know what you're trying to do here, and I'm parsing this. right, And it's, it's got two important pieces of information there. First of all, it knows that there's something that happens at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. It also parses the word every. So now I hit enter, and it has created a repeating event. Where uh, uh, that's going to recur every Tuesday at eleven, and that's that's really that easy. There's not like a lot of tabbing and stuff that you need to do. You remember stick it, it rail
1: Dornfest, stick (sighs) it.
0: I miss it. I miss it every day. I
1: do too. This is kind of reminiscent of that for me in in the way that you can kind of just, t- you know, stick it was great in that they were trying to build a true language parser so that you could type almost anything in, but,
0: but I like combined with almost like, like it was like a personal Wikipedia, for right, your life.
1: right? Right, 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 uh, right. Whereas this isn't quite that, but I do love that. I could just say like, call Merlin tomorrow at remind me to call Merlin tomorrow at 2 15 and it'll, it, you, you're typing it instead of speaking it, but it. It does work. It does understand that kind of thing. And,
0: and it's, it's fearless about that where if you create a, a reminder, if so, like if for whatever reason you don't have this on whatever device you're on, if you created a – I'm pretty sure if you create a similarly named reminder and it gets parsed in, in the reminders app, if you were to suck it up into TickTick, you, which you can do by manually import, importing uh, or you know it will just do it when it will check it periodically, that will totally work. Right that 's that's, that's pretty powerful now, where you so if you need something like omnifocus 's multi field task view, so like for example, in omnifocus, uh, you would like ty- type the name of your task and then you tab through to go to stuff like start date, you know, due date, all that stuff you could you know tick over into the description field this does not ex- this is not Excel at doing that kind of stuff, and in fact it 's a little bit wonky. As a for, as a not a former but as an omnifocus user, it's a little confusing to me how it chooses to interpret stuff like returns. Like if you do a return in the middle of a word, it creates a new task with everything after the cursor, which was a little confusing to me because that's not how my brain mm, works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And tabbing through, I mean, what you don't get that I kind of wish you get is I kind of wish there was some um, incantation nomenclature for saying you know call call Dan every Tuesday. 11 a.m., and then some way to also identify which list that would go on. But it's actually fairly easy. And like, So if you've rocketed through and created a bunch of stuff in your inbox, tick, 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 tick. Now, each item that you've created has you've got kind of a three-panel kind of classic Outlook-style right. view. Yeah. So you've got your your lists or containers on the left. So you click on, in this case, what do I got here? Right up, back to work, show notes. And then I can click – I can actually hover – in the details view for that task and say, is this today? Is this tomorrow? Is this next week? Is this next month? Or I can manually type that in. You can assign priority. Don't assign priority. Um, and then I can add a description. <laughs> why, wait,
1: why don't, why don't, why shouldn't I assign priority?
0: There's only two priorities, Dan, because I'm doing it and I'm not
1: doing it. What's, what's a medium priority task? What is that? Uh, do it if you're <laughs> done with the most important stuff before you do the not so <laughs> important stuff. Knowledge. Well, first things first. Have you set any priorities? No. Okay. I if don't use, I don't use priorities. I will say if you set priorities, it does uh, have a nice effect in that it takes a little checkbox, a little square, and it changes uh-huh. the color of it. So high is sort Ooh. of a, a reddish like purple.
0: Oh, look at that. I got a pink square.
1: Yes, now, now you got a pink square. So um, perhaps uh, if you don't like using them as priorities, you could color code them very easily. With, no, of I'm, as no I'm sorry.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm saying this is just old school Merlin man talking here. Like I, I think... As soon as you get to a point where you're prioritizing the tasks, you either have too many tasks or you don't care. Right. Not th- not everybody, but for most people, I think that's really true. A priority is you're going to do it or you're not. But if that's useful to you, what I would say is then I th- I'm i pretty sure you can then key off that with these smart lists, which uh, we don't really have time to get into today. But this is where you can go in and, like, it's cool because you go to add custom smart list. This is a premium feature. And there's a the normal thing, which is you name the list. You can then manually select which list, which tags, what date, what priority And if it's assigned to somebody, but then it's also got the advanced custom smart list that has logic and filters. So it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. So if it is something where you are, I mean, at that point I would say you're probably better off with something like OmniFocus if you need that level of granularity. Mm -hmm. I'm something I was saying to Stephen Hackett the other day is the way that I'm looking at this app right now is if I can't do it with this app, I probably don't want to do it. Not not that I'm necessarily like all in forever on this app, but the idea of like when I start getting to the point of like oh yes, but how would I build an Earl scheme to create a workflow where I can send this to Podtrack or whatever? It's like no 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 that's 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 monkey balls for me. Right. But yeah yeah it does all of that. That's cool. But it also has lots of I mean I just keep discovering cool stuff that this has. I don't want to sound like I'm this totally into it, but I do like it. It also has a, a Chrome extension that's kind of cool. And when you're inside, it, so like once you have, where was that in Safari? You can um, add stuff. Where was that back in Safari? Oh, I'm seeing, i am got to go to Chrome. Back to Chrome. So I'm in Chrome and I go to Gmail. And I'm inside of an email. And there is now an actual add to tick tick button mm-hmm. included in the web view of Gmail. So when I click that, it creates a new task inside of Chrome promise me if i want to change the name i can but it's in there with like the url of that gmail
1: pretty cool it's very cool i have that in the show notes too and a couple other things uh i'll put the main tick tick site in there also you can see show notes yes at five by five dot tv slash b is in brothers two is in the number w's and women slash three six five
0: Um, so not to go on and on things I like about this. I I think the date parsing is really cool. And like with something like fantastic, how you have the option of saying, yes, please parse dates smartly, but also please remove the things you parsed from the thing that results doing this with Siri has been a little bit weird. And I don't know if it's just me, but lots of times when I've created stuff via Siri on my phone or iPad, it leaves off words that aren't like control words. And I don't know why it just seems to like kind of get confused and leave off the last word of things. So I don't—that just might be me. But it's not the total package for Siri for me. But I'm looking forward to trying that more. I like the date parsing. They have really good documentation. Seems like a small issue, but when you've got an app that's got a lot of features that may not be obvious, they have a really—that's in show notes. You can check out their documentation. And I really like the fact that there's a lot of flexibility in how you would choose to use this, but second, that you don't have to use any of it. Right. If you need a little bit of light taxonomy and organization, it'll accommodate that, but like, you are by no means forced to do that. I I really honestly, in some ways, I look at this as a slightly like an advanced version of task paper, which I say not to, I don't mean it to be damning for anybody anyway, but I like the fact that here's the list of stuff that I need to do. If I need to plan out my future way, way further down the line, that's where I'm going to open up OmniFocus. But like with this I I just love a list of things and when I'm done with that stuff I go to bed so really (laughs) I'm using this as like a runway for the next two days kind of the next week but that's really it
1: are you doing anything with like the smart list where you can use a little filtering of stuff no I haven't what I did do was create because I can't I can't do that because that's a premium feature so I was curious if you were doing that I
0: created I basically what did I create I created one custom list called on deck which is just all the stuff for today and tomorrow. It's just really that simple, which is kind of what I want to be thinking about at the beginning of the day. You know, it's nice to have that pop up for up until about yesterday for like five, six days. I was using the calendar subscription stuff, but I found it a little bit noisy Mm. because you can't like click, (laughs) like even though a meeting was over, like it still appears on that list. And that's not what I want.
1: Oh, right. You want it to be when it's done for it to just be gone. Because it's happening. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I could see how somebody would want to treat this a little bit like Outlook, where you'd have all that stuff in one place. I can totally understand it. There's other apps that do that well. It's just that for me, I kind of like having a separation between calendars and tags. Well, I don't kind of like it. I rely on that distinction. But it's nice to know what's on there, but I ended up thinking it was kind of crufty. I could see how it would be super useful for some people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is just reminders. Like, uh, you know, uh, we're getting takeout dinner tonight, so I have a reminder to order food at 5 p.m. Right. And then, you know, that, That'll pop up. Uh, it does have location stuff. Uh, be careful with how much you mingle this with reminders or you get some dupes. Um, there's all kinds of that. Would you you recommend people
1: kind of say, okay, I'm taking a break from reminders. I'm just going to use this so that they avoid that. Or do you feel like they're complimentary in some way?
0: No, I think they're, I think they are complimentary. I, I feel like with this, um, this is going to sound like a strange thing to say, but I feel like every time I use another feature, so given that I'm trying to look at simplified ways to do things, I feel a little guilty each time I use a feature. And I ask myself, do I really need that? Do I really need to say write back to work show notes starts at twelve thirty Pacific? Not really, I just kind of need it on a list. You know, really I feel like I should be using when I use timers and reminders in a to-do app, that should be something just shy of a calendar event in terms of importance. Meaning that if you don't do this task by this time, it you don't bother, it's dead. The task has died. That's that's the kind of stuff that I think, you know. I think in this again goes back to 14 years of doing this show or whatever it's been. But you know, when you start getting <laughs> yeah. too much into the things like you know the, the taxonomies, I'm like think about what you can do to a task. In most apps, you can just you can just beat it to shreds. You could just pound it into the ground. You give it a project. You give it a context. You give it a priority. You give it a start date. You give it a due date. You give it a flag. That's all stuff that you can do to a task. Like how long did it take you to apply all of that stuff to the? Ta- Is there any chance you could have done that task? in the amount of time it took you to taxonomize it. Now imagine that for everything you plan to do. And so that's why, to me, this being a slightly, just a mature to-do list, like a task list. Like, I used to think that was so crazy to just have, like, oh, you know, David Allen says, don't write down your tasks for the day, that that's a waste of time. And it's like, well... This is all the stuff that will die if I don't do it today or where there will be consequences if I don't do it today. You know, stuff like, you know, going to the grocery store or, you know, pick it up, drop it off a library book and stuff like that. All the usual stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, I've been using it for a week, but I like all of that. My, my bitches about it are pretty minimal. It's pretty, but not over pretty. I think it looks good. It looks fine and it looks pretty much the same on all the platforms, which is nice. I do love that you can run it on any of your iOS devices and the web and a Mac app. Like you said, you could run it on Android, mm-hmm. like whatever you want to do, you've got all those options. And most of my niggles about it are stuff I should just shut my dirty mouth about. Like I, I, I do feel like there's, there's some room to improve what happens when you tab to different places. That's such a powerful muscle memory for Mac users is what you can do, especially if you have the accessibility settings, you're so used to tabbing places. I kind of wish like, Didn't need to do quite as much clicking, but, you know, I got to check myself. Uh, I wish there were a few more key commands. The key commands they have are good. Like you mentioned, you can do stuff like set date today, tomorrow, next week by hitting command D or one or two or three. Like that's handy. I wish there was one for move. I kind of wish there was one for move this to a different list. But again, you know, if I need that level of granularity, maybe I should be using OmniFocus. In other words, I kind of, I like that this has all this stuff, but I also like the limitations. Like every time that I'm thinking about doing something besides writing down and then completing this task, I'm wasting time. Right. I mean, that's 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 one point of view. I'm not saying you have to believe that. You should consider that. Like all the time that you're taking to think about your work is time you're not doing your work. And to be honest, my work is not that complicated. There's a certain set of things I do repeatedly over and over by a certain time and date. There are places I need to be at a certain time, and I just need to just do this this light arrangement. It's like putting groceries in the back of a Prius. It's not incredibly difficult. Because I don't want to have to need that many groceries that I fill a Prius, like that's my worldview, <laughs> <laughs> and this accommodates that. So I'm I'm really glad you told me about it, and um, I, I'm thinking it's it's pretty darn good.
1: Well, cool. I love how you're using it. I can't wait to hear what else you do, and I'm I'm sure they listen to the show and they will be fixing any complaints that we might have ever. It's their Twitter account. Oh my god. Oh,
0: it's a lot of inspirational quotes.
1: Oh, is it? I've never yeah, haven't like looked at in inspirational it. quotes. You know, but, but the little, it's the little things I noticed that little attention to detail, um, you know, for me, if being an old school, like keyboard guy with lots of shortcuts and things like that coming from like always having my hands on the keyboard, not even wanting to touch the mouse because I was Mm -hmm. typing Unix command lines all the time. The fact that I have that little shortcut and that I can type like, okay, here's an example. Um, So I was selling those those shirts, and one of the things that Shopify did when I launched the store was like it by default it has checked that you can accept PayPal, Um, and so if I didn't even realize that that was an option, I thought it was just going to all be credit cards, Uh, and I never actually put in any PayPal information. So what what it yeah so how would how would it handle this? It's interesting. What Shopify does is it it says oh well you have PayPal enabled. What's your email address? And it took my email address that I had entered in when I signed up with uh, Shopify, and it used that email address to essentially create, like, somehow create a PayPal account on my behalf under that email address. Oh, no. That's not what you want. And started putting money into it. Um, Oh, my God. So only a few shirt sales went in there, you know, um, but... It was enough that there was like there was money in there. So I logged into PayPal and, you know, had to then go and like, okay, I'll make another PayPal account and I'll have to connect that to my bank. Uh, You know, and of course, it has all the restrictions that a brand new PayPal account has instead of the one that I've had for a thousand years. It's this brand new one and you try to move more than a few hundred dollars out of it. And it's like oh, whoa, yeah, red flags whoa you, you know, yeah. give me your social security number and your home right, address right, right. and your child's middle name, and maybe I'll let you transfer a hundred dollars. Um, so I had to set up a, you know, like a little reminder for myself to do it. And th- th- I thought, well, let- let's try with Tic Tick and see how easy it is. And so, like, it was one of those things. Like, I transferred the first couple hundred bucks out, and I needed a reminder to, you know, to do the other one. I said, "Remind me next Tuesday." To take the rest of the you know take the rest of the money out and it and it just does it and it, because I didn't want to have to say okay well if today is February twenty seventh what date is do I have to look at a calendar now no you just tell it next Tuesday and it knows right. what next Tuesday is it tells me it's the sixth so you know little things like that because I'm I'm not smart enough to remember how many days are in February every year so it but it knows <laughs> so it's little it's little things like that that are really yeah. really really nice and the little attention to detail that. That's why I'm digging it so much because my problem with to-do applications all the time has been that I just stop using them. I forget to use them. And the reason I found that I forget to do that is because there is some kind of barrier that makes – Yeah, resistance that makes me at some point say it's just easier for me to write it down or or something. And I had a friend who was really, really into OmniFocus and – To the point where I said, "All right, I'm gonna like throw myself into this and get really into it." And just the learning curve to get started with that, like if you if you take the time to master OmniFocus, like it's amazing what you can do with it. Like it's freakish. I think
0: I can't imagine if if I were at a point with my job such as it is, if I were at a point where I had to manage. More than a handful of things. I couldn't imagine using anything else personally.
1: I mean it can do everything, right? But when I started looking at it as for like the kind of stuff I wanted to do, I was like, oh, this is – like I'm going to – it's going to take me days to figure this out and weeks to like, really master it when all I wanted was something simple just to like, you know, what's, what do I need to get a target? So, right. um, so, you know, th- this, this kind of is, a, there's a, like you said, I think very, very nicely at the beginning is there's a lot there if you want it. And if, if you don't want to use it, you don't have to. And so, um, I would like everyone to try this out <laughs> and shame on them. They should, uh, they should be sponsoring the show. So, so the, what a horrible company, but I love, I love taking yeah. So it's great. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Shame on them.
0: Shame on them. I'm signed up for Spotify. Ooh, this is not a pretty app.
1: What the, Oh, you're using the app? Yeah, yeah. I well, don't use the trying that to get much. some
0: music in here. Oh, no, on the phone cool, though, or on the
1: on the on the computer? On the Mac. Yeah, it's not great. It's it oh. feels like something that was sort of written. It either feels like a clunky web view, or mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's like a um, like like almost like something written in Flash that's oh, no, running. I know. In, exactly you know what I mean? Like exactly it, what you, it doesn't oh, yeah, feel yeah. It's natural. Oh like using the the
0: Alexa app. You know where it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because it didn't work with my 1Password dingus, so I'm guessing it's not
1: web-based, but it sure does feel that way. Yeah, No, it's not web-based, right. but it's... and, and Queen like Queen the Platinum Collection, first thing I added. There you go. Now, one mm. thing that's weird is it is possible... Okay, so there was an old album that wasn't on Spotify that I actually had the CD of, and I wanted it in my car. I wanted it on Spotify. You can actually import... Somehow, And I don't ask me how you're going to an exercise for listener. Hmm. You can import your own music into Spotify if you want, like if it's not available mm-hmm. there and like you have an actual album or, or you have MP3s. Um, it allows you to do that. I think there are scripts.
0: I feel like I'm mean, like Jason Snell has a script for turning Apple Music List into Spotify and vice versa. Oh, well, that's handy returning to Spotify from Apple Music. But
1: this what this let me do is I took the CD I ripped it so I had MP3 files. And then I was able to like upload them. I was able to have Spotify look in that in in a folder where I was putting these files. And then it, it sort of somehow like imported them into itself. And then I went on my phone while Spotify was running on my computer. I don't know why I had to do it that way. And then I told my phone to download that album uh, over Spotify. So it like downloaded, cause you can have it download files for offline playing. Okay. But doing that uh, somehow made it so that I could play those songs on the Spotify on my phone. Hmm. So I, I'm not exactly sure how that works, but I'm playing music. That's not in Spotify catalog. From so, the computer like, and from
0: like phone. iTunes um, Match, almost or, like iTunes
1: Match, yeah. But it's hmm. not, it's not, it, it's not intuitive. But it's possible.
0: I'm going to look at Stamp. Stamp move to so Stamp is an app for iOS that will let you do these transfers. There's also something called Song Shift. I'll look at these. Oh, there's a lot of these. Okay, I'll give it a spin. Do they have Spotify and Apple Music? He yes, asked, knowing the answer. I'm <laughs> guessing not. <laughs> what? Do they have Spotify on um on sorry on Apple TV? Oh, Apple TV, yes. Sorry, <laughs> Apple Music. Oh, really? like, I was like, "What?" No, sorry, is this I'm a drunk. Trick I shouldn't question? type and talk. I shouldn't type and talk. <laughs> Apple TV, Spotify, clicking. Okay, Spotify TV app. Okay, oh, I guess guess there it is. All right, um, so tick tick. Anyway, just go get your work done.
1: Uh, Dan, tell me about something else you like. I would love. To tell you, Merlin, about HelloFresh.
0: Mm. Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Hello. Hello Fresh.
1: <laughs> Hello. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service. And what they do, it's more than just a service, it's it's human beings who are out shopping, planning, and then delivering your favorite step by step recipes. And they do this all with pre measured ingredients. So you don't have to stress or worry. You can just cook, eat, and enjoy. And uh, we do this. We do this at home. I love getting the HelloFresh box because it's a little bit of a surprise. Like I know I'm going to like it, but I don't know exactly what it's going to be. Now, you can tell them when you want uh, this stuff to be delivered. Maybe you want it delivered Mondays, every Tuesdays, every Thursday, whatever it is. And it's it's something that's important. You can pause it. So if you're going to be going out of town or if you know you're going to be super super busy and not at home or something like that you can pause the account you can say pause it next week pause it for three weeks whatever you want to do uh and then when this stuff arrives it's all like i said it's pre-measured all the meal kits are labeled you know which ingredients go with which recipe shows up at your door in a recyclable insulated package i'm always curious to see how much of the dry ice will be left because i like to press a spoon Onto the, have you ever pressed a spoon onto dry ice? It I screams. It screams. <laughs> yes, like a lobster. It, yes, but better, <laughs> and you're not killing anything. Yeah, that's nice. And that's uh, important. And 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 you press on it, it goes like that, but really high pitched. I love it. It's awesome. And uh, sometimes I I open it and everything's cold, but there's only a tiny little piece of dry ice remaining. Other times, there's more dry ice. That's so interesting it varies. It varies depending on I don't know what, the environment, the world. Yeah, or the dew point or the RH. Do, they do, have do, different dew dew point. point. They got uh <laughs> different uh kinds of plans, classic veggie and family. With classic you're getting a variety of meats, fish, seasonal produce. I'll let you guess what the veggie version is. Family, this is quick and easy meals that the whole family is going to love. And I've said this. This is a pro tip. Involve mm. your children. If My son will eat almost anything now. I say, oh, you want to try this? Is it spicy? If it's not spicy, he'll try it. My daughter doesn't like anything. All the things that kids are supposed to like, she does not like them. Uh, Interesting. All the things. Like, oh, grilled cheese sandwich? Doesn't like hmm. it. Macaroni no, and cheese? Doesn't want it. But she likes this stuff if... I involve her in the cooking process and that usually oh, just means a good trick. Oh, you know, go get the one that's labeled this or go get the, and put it in here and stir. Keep this stirring. And she'll stand on the little chair and she'll stir it and then she'll eat it because she made it. And I'm mm-hmm. the same way. If I make something, I'm more like excited to try it because I made it. It's just fun. And uh, these balanced dinners, they start out for less than $10 a meal. You don't have to worry about going to the grocery store. What are we going to eat? Same old thing. It's variety and uh they 've got some great recipes uh they actually have a way that customers can vote on uh the uh the, the recipes that they like best. Is that right yes, and so That's cool they, they call it the Hall of Fame of all things hall of fame and uh one is called the Ju- i 'm not making this up hmm. it 's called the juicy Lucy Burger mm. it has tomato onion jam and arugula salad and i we 've made this and it 's great um they 've got um ravioli they've got i mean like i could just go on it's great stuff stuff that you will like and your kids will like and uh so they're giving $30 off your first week of hello fresh to our listeners you go to hellofresh.com hellofresh.com and the code is they're mixing it up they made mm. it different it's back mm. to work 30 with the number 30 back to work 30 and the I way you it. remember that is you're getting $30 off so that's what the 30 means I'm not sure if Back to Work 1,000 would work. Um, probably not, but maybe. So try it. But definitely use Back to Work 30 to get thirty weeks, thirty dollars off your first week of HelloFresh. Thank you to HelloFresh for uh, for sponsoring the show and for sending me some great meals.
0: Buck buck. Thanks HelloFresh. That would be a nice thing to get for like a family that's going to have a baby or something.
1: Oh, a, a, a really nice gift.
0: So we're like, you don't necessarily want to eat out all the time, but right. you don't want to have to do a lot of shopping.
1: I think I lost 10 pounds uh, after our first child was born just simply because I, we didn't have any food in the house and I was mm. too overwhelmed to go and get anything. That's
0: nothing. I lost 50 IQ points. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Get this guy over here. Okay. I just imported my first uh, playlist using the app called Stamp and it totes worked. I'm not going to do all of them. But now I can listen to Spoon's Gimme Fiction reversed, as I like to do. If you're going to listen to Spoon's Gimme Fiction, you've got to listen to it in reverse order. It's a much better album. Is that so? That's totally so. Mm-hmm. You start with Merchants of Soul. Oh, huh. That sounds good. I wonder how this will work on – now, how do you do this on your Echo? What, how do you hail it on the Echo, I wonder? How do you ask it? I am logged To play in. something you know on Spotify? No, I'll
1: tell you how to do it because no this is what I use. You just add on Spotify. So if you were saying something, you would say, tube, uh, play such and such on Spotify. Let's
0: try it. it. Uh, Actually, what's the one I want here? Let's hear. um, I summon you. Okay, I'm going to pause for just a second. I'll be right back. All right. Play I summon you by spoon on Spotify. I summon you by
1: spoon from Spotify. I didn't hear
0: it. Uh Uh-huh. Listening on Office Echo, Alexa, Volume Eight. Oh God, Alexa, stop! Oh sweet Jesus, stop! Alexa, oh God, oh God, oh my God.
1: Hi, hi. Volume Eight is too many volumes. That's a yeah. But, that's a lot, especially if you're in a confined space
0: yes yes a
1: small Uh, a small area
0: it worked it worked and it
1: sounded great it was good and loud yeah i think it's louder if it's on spotify (sighs) you think so (laughs) i think it is uh so but but i like that and uh you you do have to get um kind of particular sometimes uh it's a little bit more picky about titles but if you just want to hear a song or an album, or an artist, yeah. it's, it's pretty good uh, with that. Oh, this
0: means I can get it on Sonos now, too. This is exciting. This is a whole new world, Sonos. Um, how's it going? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm pretty good. What's up with you? I'm good. I had a sandwich. I had a, I had a lunch sandwich for breakfast.
1: I had a breakfast for lunch.
0: Oh, come on. I did.
1: Hakuna Matata. I had the big breakfast at Galaxy, uh, Galaxy Cafe, is what they call mm, it, the Big breakfast. Big breakfast. Big breakfast which breakfast is eggs. And what you do is they have really, really good sausages there. They're bacon's average. So what they let you do <laughs> is they let you swap uh, sausages for the bacon so you get twice as many sausages and the sausages are really, really good.
0: Oh, that's a breakfast hack you got there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn good. That's right. What do you think, Dan? Are we
1: uh, help people enough for today? Yeah, I think we helped too much.
0: We still have three questions <laughs> that come up every week. We're going to get... Do you want to do one? To the- Uh, No.
1: Okay, good, because I don't either. I'm tired.
0: I'm winded. We've (laughs) got to get to – I just had to go knock my echo off the chair.
1: To make it stop. It was too loud.
0: It couldn't hear me. It doesn't leave a white ring. Um, So we will get to employees and social media. We will get to Richard A. and his widget cranking job. We will get to listener Jonathan and his anecdote about Seinfeld and failure. They're here, and they'll be back for a hit – sixth time <laughs> when we return james bond will return and back to work episode
1: 366
0: that's right
1: now we do we also do a special giveaway anytime that the uh the episode is divisible mm-hmm. by threes or sixes so, or 365 mm-hmm.
0: yeah well remind me i i know i know this but our listeners may not know
1: what is it we give away we give away a free evening on the town uh, oh, an evening. Yes, okay. and um, one or both of us join, and we yeah, tore and all we, the get, we comic yeah, stick our heads and... out the
0: top of the limo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: chant mm-hmm. USA really loud, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a real patriotic and productive pounce on productive evening.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, we didn't like... talk about uh,
0: Black uh, Panther. Oh, I think we need to wait two weeks. All right, because I think white people. Shouldn't talk about Black Panther for a while. Okay, I know that's controversial, but like, you know what? Let's let other people have this for a while, and then we'll be happy to co-opt it soon. Did you like it?
1: <laughs> I did. Yes, it's Wasn't great. It special? Was uh, it kind of special? I liked it a lot.
0: Can you believe that's michonne I didn't realize for a few minutes. My wife had to go. I was like, God, she's so cool. She's like, you know, that's michonne right? I'm like, what? That was totally her. Did you know that? No, who? uh the cool
1: general lady yeah oh, michonne oh. from what walking dead oh i don't watch walking dead oh f- never mind oh sorry oh did um, you just curse mind. on the show
0: i'm so sorry i'm very upset about my <laughs> amazon device i'm never saying volume eight again i thought that would be a nice reasonable volume so the nice people could hear <laughs> uh. Louise, <laughs> never mind. She's a lady with the dreadlocks and the the, the samurai sword on The Walking Dead. I, she's the one I have a figure of in my home.
1: Well, she—I know who you well, mean my now. Play I, with I'm, their toys. She was awesome. All the the whole cast was amazing. Oh
0: my god, his sister! How great was she? She was hilarious and really uh, cool. She's adorable and so fun. Uh, I, I do have a lot to say about it, but honestly, like I—I I don't know. We don't need. We don't need. The
1: cast Kennedy's was White just Men's perfect. Takes. Everyone was perfect. Oh, everybody was
0: Michael B. Jordan. Can you believe that guy? I mean, he's Wallace from The Wire, and now he's a big shot. It's a really good movie. I think about it so – I think about that movie. There's so much to take in with that movie. Have you seen it like t- once or twice? No, I saw it once at the Alamo draft House.
1: They kind of screwed up my order a little bit. What would they get
0: wrong? The guy kind of just didn't show up. He did the initial blast of getting us the drinks. He did the secondary sub-blast of like, okay, here's your mac and cheese, and he just wasn't there.
1: Did you – how kind of how much ahead of time did you put the order in? We – in the two
0: times we have been to Alamo, we have now learned you must get there early and you must order as early as possible.
1: Yes. My recommendation – I mean I'm a have been before the movie for sure. Oh, yeah. Like I've been going to the Alamo for coming up on seven years and uh, it totally spoiled me for everything. But my tips for it would be – uh. Get there at the theater opens thirty minutes before the movie begins, and, and they have all those great the, the, yes. the, the
0: great like stuff they show is so fun. Yeah, the and guy who
1: makes those is he's awesome. Uh, but but so for people who haven't had the fortune. Uh, did
0: you get Did you get the like the black? Action heroes, yep, real. Yep. Yep. Oh my the god, tribute. It was so good, so
1: cool. They do that for every movie, and uh, they did it for they did it for Last Jedi, and it was awesome. oh, it was so awesome. It
0: was all like 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 um like weird European Star Wars knockoffs. Yeah, it's like so strange
1: good. people dressed up in the seventies as like C three PO dancing around yeah, like, like Japanese
0: for, commercials. Yeah, it's the with best Star Wars. It was
1: so it's good. the best. So they did they f- they post those anywhere? I guess they probably no, can't. they don't. It's the only way to see them. But it's it's worth it. My son and I are like like. He's like, "What time is the movie?" I said, "Oh, it's at 12.30. He's like, "We got to get there. We need to leave here at 11.40. I'm like, so "Yeah." Fun. He's like, "We got to be." So that's what we are. It's we're sitting there waiting what for the theater company. to open uh, before it opens. So I would say, get in there.
0: Oh, did you did you get uh, T'Challa staring at the audience? Yeah, tonight. Not- <laughs> Still, still staring. What are you, why, why are you doing that? They
1: know. They know. It's awesome.
0: We all three of us were just dying. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good.
1: It's so good. So go there. Get in when the theater opens. Order. It's even better if you know what you want yes. at first. Uh, my, my dude was just absent. And I'm trying, you know, they sucks. move so fast. They're like little jawas running around. And I'm trying to go, could you it,
0: please find that person? And like, they're like, ah, I can't deal. I'm a jawa I got to go. And my dude just was not there.
1: That sucks. Well, did you and raise really uh, uh, an order cookies. card? Huh? Did you raise an order card?
0: Oh, 45 minutes. 45 minutes You're we had an order card. Nobody me. walked. He did not walk by. The other jawas cool. were buzzing around. No, I think he probably had the trots or something. Oh. He seemed real distracted. diary is no excuse
1: (laughs) oh uh, one one quick one quick recommendation yes you there uh i watched a scary movie on uh on netflix if you like scary movies uh i would recommend it it's not super scary and really not jump scary uh it's called ritual uh and it um it's uh I don't know how old it is. It's, it's not been a long uh, out for long, uh, but it's very good. It's, it's modern. It's about a group of, I guess, four uh, British guys who go out on a, and it's not very gory. I want to say that it's not really gory at all. Um, It's like psychological. Yeah. And, and it's a story of how these guys uh, go out on a sort of a hike in Iceland and wind up in the woods in iceland you love these cold climbs shows i I don't know what's going on with me but yet that's all i want to see now and um the um the actor from who played thomas barrow in downton abbey Hmm. uh, who is a great character in that a great actor named uh rob james collier uh is the one of the main people in this uh movie as well so it's great to see him not as like a footman in the Downton Abbey time, but like a regular <laughs> guy. Uh, great movie, though. Definitely highly recommend Oh, wait
0: a it. minute. That's – um, that's yes, that's the guy from um, Hot Fuzz. Isn't that one of the Andes from Hot Fuzz? I think
1: it is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Rafe Spall? No, that's not him, is no, it? No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, Rafe no, Spall. No. Rafe Spall is an English actor. That's not if
1: it's his the guy name. I'm thinking
0: of – wasn't he? He's was one of the Andes in Hot uh, Fuzz. His name Hot is Fuzz, Rob
1: sure. uh, Collier. Rob, Rob Collier. Something. I oh, that favorite. guy. I'm talking about the other guy. Oh, the other guy. Yeah, he's in that too. Ra- His name is Rafe Spall. He's yeah, the guy from he's, Hot Fuzz. He's, he he's the two the, guys with the mustaches. He is the main guy in in it. Rafe okay. Spall is the main guy. Putting it in show notes. Yeah, you'll get to watch it. It's, it's creepy. It's good. Ritual. It's more Ritual. creepy than scary and not, not too gory. Oh, I like that. I like creepy. Everybody's talking
0: about uh, Annihilation. People say that's a good movie,
1: and I don't know if uh, it's in – was it Sweden or Norway or Iceland. It's one one of those places. I don't know the difference. It's Sweden. Yeah, I know. Let's say it's that's Norway. A, I don't care. It's a wrecking of cold. It's cold, and there's a forest, mm. and that's all you got. I like
0: got church fires. Yeah, that's all. It's all one place. Uh good episode. Helped a lot of people. Let's button this up. All right. Okay. I love you.
1: Love you too, Merlin man.